Hello and welcome back to Far From Perfect. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and this episode we are talking about my current obsession. It's actually been an obsession for several years now, but now I'm getting more vocal about it, and that is living in maintenance. So in this podcast, I talk about what is maintenance, why is it so important, how does it differ from fat loss, and why is it an absolute necessity when it comes to you reaching your goals and then ultimately finding freedom off of the dieting cycle, whether you are following nutrition periodization or you are yo-yo dieting. Because even if you're following nutrition periodization, my hope is that you get to a point to where you really don't ever want to do a fat loss phase again. You just get to this place and you ride off into the sunset and you live happily ever after. So this is going to be a two-part podcast because I wanted to keep this one about at 30 minutes. Just keep your attention. Um, I know how it is. Sometimes longer ones, we kind of drift off. But in the second one, I'll be talking a little bit more about how to make maintenance successful. And part of this is also because I'm launching a new program next week. So beginning of March, depending on when you listen to this. And it's my new maintenance mentorship. What I've learned over the past seven years is that we know how to do fat loss. And honestly, most of us are pretty good at doing fat loss and doing diets. It's maintenance where we struggle. So I'm going to support you through three months of maintenance, even though that's shorter than what I want. That will get you a foundation. Make sure you're eating enough. And then we'll do three months of fat, a fat loss phase. So you can shoot me a message about that if you want more information. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And you can always visit the website, theelementalcoaching.com. I hope you learned something in today's episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, everyone. So in this week's episode of Far From Perfect, I am going to be talking a lot about maintenance. And this is actually going to turn into a two-part series because today what I want to talk about is how 1,500 calories is the new 1,200 calories. And then I also want to talk about how you can figure out what your own personal maintenance macros are. Lately, I have been talking a lot about the benefits and the necessity of living in maintenance and what that means and how you do it and why you do it. Um, And it comes with a lot of struggles. And let me tell you why this is so important. Because we all know how to diet. We know that if we want to lose weight, we need to eat less. In some instances, we need to exercise a little bit more. We got to get our act together. We got to get our steps higher. We got to do all this stuff. Like You know how to do that. And for a while, you can buckle down and do it. And then the vacation comes or the photo shoot happens or the high school reunion happens. And then you just go back to your old ways. And what happens then is you gain the weight back and oftentimes you add more weight because your body is primed to store fat after you go on a diet. This is why chronic dieting is just detrimental 
to you reaching your results. This is why chronic dieters diet chronic dietly because they just, they cannot get off the hamster wheel. So this is what I'm going to talk about today. I want to start off with why I'm talking about this 1500 calorie mark. So here's, here's the, here's what I say in my head. 1500 calories is definitely better than 1200 calories, but it's still not enough. And it was so fascinating to me. This winter for Black Friday, I offered a one-time macro calculation. I'd never done that before because I'm like, no, I can't just give somebody macros. I don't know what they've been doing. I don't know what they're going to do with these numbers. They don't know what to do afterwards. But a lot of the people that follow me already are tracking their macros and they're using some BS calculation and I wanted to help them out. So I offered the one-time calculation. It was an awesome deal and it gave me so much insight. So one of the things that I need to know in order to calculate your macros is what are you currently doing? What macros have you been using? And I would say like half. So like 50, about a hundred people took advantage of that deal. Half. No matter what their height, no matter what their weight, no matter what their goal half said 1500 calories with maybe the macro breakdown was a little bit different, but I was like, what, why this is so interesting to me. And then my second, I, I'd have to follow up that question. Like, <laughs> I couldn't just use the intake form because then I had to be like, so how long have you been eating 1500 calories? And they would tell me, oh, like six months or a year. I'm like, oh God. Okay. 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 Then it got to me thinking, where are you getting this number? And then I realized, so if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm using my phone. I'm, I'm showing you, I've got props tonight. If you open up my fitness pal and you put in your stats, your height, your weight, and you put in your goal weight, it will spit out a pretty decent calorie calculation. The macro breakdown, I typically don't agree with it because they set protein at like 25% and they set carbs like 50% and then 25% fat. Is that Does that equal to, yes, that equals to 100. Um, and I don't agree with that. I want your protein higher. I want your carbs a little bit lower and I want your fat. It might be there, but irregardless. And I was like, okay, so that's why they're getting their fat loss calories for sure. The problem is, you're using those numbers forever. And that's not that's not the intention for those fat loss calories, for those fat loss macros. So the first issue is most people don't understand the concept of nutrition periodization. And let me make a note, I should probably just do a podcast on that. This is something that we talk a lot about in my monthly community, right? Because it, it's the foundation of our nutrition coaching. You're in fat loss for a certain amount of time, you're gonna reverse diet, and then you're gonna live, as, live in maintenance. That in a nutshell is nutrition periodization, but people have never thought of that. Six years ago, I didn't, I didn't even know what that was. So people don't know about nutrition periodization. They're living on this 1500 calories and they might get results initially, but then they realize Ugh, it's a drag living off 1500 calories and then compliance starts to go down. And even if, you know, even if compliance doesn't go down, you're going to plateau because your metabolism will adapt to that. It will down regulate. 
So what used to be your fat loss calories, 1500 is now your maintenance calories. So if you want to lose more weight, if you want to continue to lose weight, you're going to have to dig down even deeper, 1300, 1200, 1100. And that's definitely no fun. That's not doing your compliance any favors. It's so hard to be compliant with these low numbers. But this is why we stay stuck because we don't understand. So let me just back up for a second. 1500 calories, definitely better than the 1200 calories. Like I, I feel most people understand, at least in theory, they need to be eating more than 1200 calories, but 1500 isn't enough. Why are we in this pickle? Because of what I just said, my fitness pal will shoot out that calculation and you don't realize that's only intended for a certain amount of time. But here's the other thing. Let's say you are eating 1,200 or 1,500 calories and you, quote unquote, air quotes for those of y'all that aren't watching, I got a hair, and you're not losing weight and you're like, what the heck? Why can I not lose weight? Here's why. Because it's really freaking hard to only eat 1,200 or 1,500 calories. So I was talking about this on Instagram the other day. If your protein is set where it needs to be, so, you know, about a gram per pound. So let's just use 140 grams, 150 grams max. I don't like to put people over 150 grams just because um, it's hard. It's hard to do. So let's say your protein is anywhere between 130 and 140. Okay, I'm going to even use my calculator here. That is going to take up a decent chunk of your 1,200 calorie mark. Let's see. So let's take 140 grams times four, because there's four calories per gram. That's 560 calories. Divided by 1,200 equals, that's almost 50% of your calories. So if we set your fats then at 30%, ugh. That is only 40 grams of fat, but I have to set them that low because if I don't, you're not going to have any, any carbohydrates left. So that was 140 grams of protein, 40 grams of fat, which I would never do to a client. I will never do that ever. I don't like to take anyone below 50. I don't like to take anyone below 60. So if you're like thinking right now, oh my God, my fats are set at like 42, please don't do that to yourself. It's not good for your hormones. Is your hair falling out? Are your nails brittle? Is your skin a mess? Yes. Okay. So we've got 140 times four plus uh, 40 grams times nine, because there's nine calories per gram. No, that's not right. 140. It's hard to do math when people are watching you, even if they're just watching you on the internet. So 40 times nine equals, oh, maybe that is right. Divided by four. No, that can't leave 70 grams of carbohydrates. Anyway, but here's my point. I don't want to take up any more time in the podcast doing math. Um, it's it's impossible to hit those macros. It's impossible to hit them consistently. And so you're not. And also because we're not taking into account how much coffee creamer we're using. Right? Have you ever actually measured your coffee creamer? Even if you measure it once, are you only having one cup of coffee? What about condiments? Ketchup. Ketchup is not a calorie-free substance. Neither is salsa. Neither is barbecue sauce. Your cooking spray. Have you ever looked at the nutrition information? It says zero calories for like 0.3 seconds of a spray. But 
we don't, I don't, I can't even like verbalize what three, three, a point three seconds of a spray is because this is me. That was probably at least two seconds. So how many calories are in the spray? Are you measuring every drop of olive oil that you roast your vegetables with? There's all kinds of tracking errors. What about the granola bar that your kid didn't finish? Or the bite of protein bar that you grabbed like on your way out the door because you didn't have time for a full meal. You felt like you needed something. You didn't want to eat tuna fish. Or the pizza crust that we eat. Or the bites of macaroni and cheese to make sure that it's not too hot for our kids. There's all kinds of tracking errors that go into this. So if we're not accounting for all that and you think that you're eating 1,200 calories or even 1,500 calories for that matter per day, and you're not seeing any changes, you're not hitting those numbers. It's more likely that there are tracking errors involved than there are hormonal issues or metabolic issues going on with you. And I share this with you just because I want you to feel hopeful about that. I want you to understand there's nothing wrong with you. It's just... That's what happens. We don't actually understand how much we are truly eating. So that's the issue with the 1500. Now, we don't want to be there forever. Even if you were there for 12 weeks, 16 weeks, you don't want to stay there because that's not where you need to be. That You cannot stay in fat loss forever. You have to stop dieting at some point. And that is my biggest platform right now, bigger than perimenopause. Because under eating and perimenopause is detrimental to you feeling your best. If you want to look good also, it's detrimental to you looking your best. Because you're not going to be able to build muscle. You're going to be losing muscle. You're not going to have energy for your workouts. Your hormones will be a mess because they're already fluctuating. By you not eating enough, you're doing, for lack of a better word, damage to the thyroid. You're slowing your metabolism down already when you're already primed to lose muscle. And in perimenopause, the name of the game is preserve as much muscle as possible. Try and even build muscle while you're not building muscle off 1,200 or 1,500 calories, okay? So that's a deal with the 1,200 um, and the 1,500 calories. Now, let's talk a little bit about why we need to live in maintenance. Your physique goals will not be met in one fat loss phase. Okay, I think we all know this. If we don't know that, let me just remind you. Well, let's say you signed up for In Your Element and you, you do a fat loss phase. And let's say you even lose 10 pounds in that fat loss phase. Okay, chances are that where you end isn't like where like your ultimate goal is. Even though you made progress, you're probably like, okay, now I want to, I, I love that I lost this weight. I feel better in my skin. My pants are fitting better. I feel like better in my workouts, but I'm not quite where I want to be. What happens in between those fat loss phases is what matters most. So what do we do in between 
the fat loss phases. The only difference, the only difference between fat loss and maintenance is how many calories you eat. All the habits, all the behaviors, they are still the same. The thing is, when people finish their diet or they finish their program, they go back to what they used to do. Well, what you used to do got you where you were. You don't want to go back to where you were. You want to keep moving forward. So you have to understand how to master maintenance. What does that mean? It's the things you guys have heard me talk about since day one. Since. When did I start Lift to Get Lean? Whatever day in 2016, you need to eat your protein. Eat your protein. You've got to prioritize your protein. Get your steps in. You still need to be focused on getting your steps in. 10,000 a day, 8,000 a day, 7,000 a day. It doesn't just matter when you're trying to lose fat, lose weight. It matters in maintenance also. You need to eat vegetables. Are they a drag? Yeah, they're a drag. I like vegetables. I just don't like preparing them. I'm just like you. I, I just use the steamer bags. I can't handle shopping vegetables. Right? But you've got to eat vegetables. You need mostly whole foods. This does not mean we never have bags of chips. This does not mean we don't eat convenience foods. It just means we're not living off of highly processed foods. You still want to be strength training if you have that in your schedule. And I say if you have uh, if you have time in your schedule. And I say if you have time in your schedule because I don't want you to listen to this and feel so overwhelmed and feel like, geez, I have so much that I have to do. Like even though if you are 35 and above, I mean, I want you lifting weights so bad. You need to be lifting weights. But it's if your schedule is overrun, like I just had a gal join our monthly community, couple of kids, full-time job, running all day long. After school, there's hockey practice, dance recite, dance class, um, and then homework and, you know, wash, rinse, repeat day after day. Like for someone like that, if you really don't have time, I'm not going to pile on more for you. The most important things are going to come from everything that I already said, prioritizing protein, eating your vegetables, getting your movement in, movement, steps, dancing, pickleball, whatever. Making sure you're getting seven hours of sleep each night, at least. And I know we don't always have control over how much sleep we get or the quality, but you do have control over what leads up to your night of sleep. Carbohydrates around your workouts and healthy fats, mostly whole foods. So if you're doing all that, that's awesome. And when you get the bandwidth to add the workouts in, then we definitely want to be strength training. But I just want to be really sensitive to the fact that, first off, I see you. If I just described your life, I get it. I work with a lot of busy professional women. One of my coaches is one of the most busy professional women that I know. She doesn't have kids, but she's just as busy as someone who has three kids. So I just want you to know, 
don't beat yourself up over not getting the workouts in. And even if you're not working out, you need to be living in maintenance. <laughs> Back to my original point. That's the only thing that changes how much food you eat. Your breakfast is going to be the same. You're just going to have a little bit more oatmeal. Your lunch, it's going to be pretty much the same. You just can have two slices of bread instead of an open face sandwich. You can have regular rice instead of cauliflower rice. Your dinner is going to look the same, but instead of having to eat white fish, now you can eat salmon because now you have room for more fats. So this is really where we go wrong. We, we turn into a different person when we're in fat loss. You're like dialed in. You got the carrot of weight loss dangled out in front of you and you'll, you'll stick with it. You'll stick with it for 12 weeks even. So many of you do great in fat loss. You say fat loss is easier for you. It's maintenance that is hard because you don't have the carrot of weight loss dangled in front of you. And that means you have to do these things, these daily behaviors, these daily habits, because you either A, like them, or you know they're good for you, or eventually they become who you are. And that's really the most powerful type of change. That's a concept um, from James Clear, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Right? Identity change. That's what we want. We want to become that person who goes to bed 9 30, 10 o'clock. We want to be that person who automatically looks at her plate, his plate, and says, Where's the protein? We want to be that person who eats vegetables, who makes vegetables, who goes to the grocery store, who has a little bit of meal prep, who, oh, I forgot to mention, alcohol. You got to minimize it. If you're under 35, not as important. But if you are 35 and above, so important. It is not doing you any favors and it's messing with all the other important things. So like you really have to ask yourself, is this adding to my life? Is this making my life better in any way? Sometimes it is worth it. I totally understand, but pick those times wisely. I was listening to a girl on TikTok the other day, not a fitness person at all, um, but she said, I let myself drink. It was like three times a year. She said, my birthday, pride, and maybe like New Year's. And I like loved that because that's kind of like me. Do I drink? Yes, sometimes, but it's not an every weekend thing. It's not definitely an every week thing. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like sound like I'm better than anyone. I just understand how it fits in. And so I know we think it relaxes us. We think it helps us sleep. We think it helps us unwind and all these things. But at the end of the day, it actually increases your anxiety. It messes with your sleep. And let's say you do, um, let's say you notice those effects and the next morning you wake up, even if you only had like two white claws or two glasses of wine, and then you feel kind of like, Ugh. and then there's that, um, wow, I heard it called not a shame over, like a hangover, but it had the word shame involved in it. And so then you're like kind of down at your like, Oh, why'd I do that? I've had those instances where I'm like, we've just gone out to dinner at a Mexican restaurant and I decide to have a margarita and I'm like. I get home and I'm like, why, why did I do that? Why, why did I do that? So think about that. And the hard part is you are having to do this for like your future self. So back to that nutrition periodization, 
you understand that your goal, body, physique, whatever outcome isn't going to happen in one fat loss phase. You need to do multiple, but what you do in between those fat loss phases matters the most. Now, here's what I want you to think about. This middle of maintenance, this is what will set you up for a successful fat loss phase in the future. So while we don't have that carrot of fat loss dangled in front of us immediately, it is down the road. And when I had Aram on my podcast, Four Weeks to the Beach, I mean, this was probably three years ago, he referred to maintenance as like your preseason. You know, if we were athletes and we were playing uh, baseball, so baseball's the spring till infinity, spring to October. If that's our season, then what we do in November, December, January, February, that's our preseason. Right? That's where we focus on getting stronger, getting faster, improving our skills. Maintenance offers you that opportunity to practice all of these habits without the added pressure of fat loss. Tell me I'm not the only one that when I go into a fat loss phase, all of a sudden I feel like I should be losing weight. I mean, I'm, I'm in a deficit. I did the work. Surely I'm going to see results right away. Well, I don't. I never see results right away. It takes a while for my body to realize, oh, we're in fat loss now. Then, then you feel that pressure. So when you don't see results, you're like, oh my God, but I should be losing weight. I should be losing weight. Why am I not losing weight? I'm going to have to drop my calories. I'm going to have to add some cardio. All the while that you're trying to eat your protein, get your sleep, do all those other habits that I mentioned. So that's the other, I mean, that's such a beautiful thing about maintenance is you get to practice becoming this person without the pressure of fat loss, without that expectation from your body, which you have no control over, of fat loss. So that is why maintenance is so important. Now, I almost forgot what I was going to talk about today. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> I, uh, I want to tell you how to figure out your own maintenance stuff. P.S. I'm starting a new program. It is a mentorship. And it is six months maintenance mentorship where we're going to cover all of this stuff. Ideally, you'd be in maintenance for at least six months. I know I can't get you to do that. <laughs> if you're in my monthly community, you know what to do. You, you know the drill. But if you're joining me for the first time with this, I feel like six months is probably a big ask. So let's just dip our toes in maintenance. And then we'll have a three-month fat loss phase. And that's going to start beginning of March, which is like next week. But... How do you find your own maintenance calories in? Well, there's several ways. There are several ways that you can do this because this is one of the frequently asked questions that I get. You can use a multiplier. So there, these multipliers are based off other formulas out there like total daily energy expenditure formulas. You can take your weight and multiply it by 14 up to 16. So 14, 15, or 16, and that will give you some sort of range for your maintenance calories. That's pretty accurate. 
Of course, maintenance depends on how active you are, how much muscle you have, how old you are, um, but that's a pretty decent range. Now, to be honest with you, I'm just doing some math right now on my phone. Yeah. So if I put like my body weight times 15 and 16, that's pretty much my accurate maintenance calories. Now, one note before I dive into my favorite way for you to find your maintenance is, um, <laughs> one note. oh yes, maintenance calories are a range. So your maintenance calories aren't just 2,147, right? It's It's a range based on where you're at in your cycle, how active you've been, um, all kinds of things. Just like your weight is not a static number. You do not weigh 142.8. You weigh somewhere between 139.7 and 144.2. So just remember it's a range. Now, my honest favorite way to find maintenance is not fast, but just enter everything. Enter everything that you are eating and drinking for two weeks. And be honest. Like, we're not, you don't have targets. You got to enter everything. And you know how hard that is. We forget. We get busy. All that stuff. And see what your weight is doing. So you also have to monitor your weight. If you're losing weight, you know that those calories are a deficit for you. If you're gaining weight, you know that those calories are a surplus for you. If you're maintaining your weight, you know that those calories are maintenance calories. So that's one, like it, it's arduous in terms of like, it's going to take some time. You have to log, you have to do the things, but also it's going to be easy. It's easy to see what's going on. Just make sure you're tracking not only your weight, hop on that scale every single morning or as often as you can, and also track all the food, all the drink, and make sure you're tracking it accurately. So you can see what's going on. And here's what you're going to find out. If you've never logged your food, this is what's happening. You're not eating enough protein. I guarantee you, you are not eating enough protein. If you have done In Your Element or Revive or you're a member of my monthly community, you are. You guys crush protein. But general pop, general, like if you've never done my program, if you've never worked with a coach, never tracked your macros, you're under eating on protein because you think one egg has more protein than it does. You think almonds are a source of protein. You think peanut butter is a source of protein. You think collagen counts towards your protein. It, it doesn't. So you're just not eating enough protein. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is your fats are way higher than you realize. Happens every time. I love it because it's so, it's so eye-opening. And I'm not saying that in like the shame on you way. It's like, we don't realize fats are everywhere. That's what makes food worth eating, right? It's the fats and then carbs. I mean, carbs can go either way, but most people aren't eating enough carbs because we have had the fear of God put in us. Heaven forbid you eat a sandwich with two pieces of bread. Heaven forbid you eat actual rice. Lord help you if you touch a potato. I can't eat a banana, an apple. Are you kidding this is what we have been like brainwashed to think. I've been there. You couldn't get me to eat a whole banana in 2016 to save my life. I was like, oh, there's no way. There's too many carbs in a banana. 
but you're under eating on your carbohydrates. So it's very easy that you're under eating protein and carbs, but because your fats are so calorie dense, nine calories per gram, and you're eating an excessive amount of them that you're in a surplus. And so you're thinking to yourself, I'm eating clean. I'm eating really well. I had my smoothie for breakfast, which had like full fat Greek yogurt in it, flaxseed. I had my, um, what would you eat for lunch? Like I had my salad for lunch with my homemade dressing with olive oil and whatever, and a whole avocado and nuts and just a little bit of cheese, fat, fat, fat. I'm eating dinner. I had salmon and I roasted all these vegetables and olive oil. These are good. Yes, they're all good. They're all great. My snacks are almonds. I have an apple and some peanut butter. Yeah, but the, that, that most of that, what I just said is just fats. So the fats are what's really um, messing us up and pushing us into this surplus that we don't realize. So back to how do I find my maintenance calories, log every single thing. And just, it's so amazing to see what you find. And even if you don't want to track your macros for good, just see what's happening. That awareness enough is enough to facilitate change, right? All of us are going to need something different. None of this is cookie cutter. You decide what's right for you. But from there, you can see, okay, am I gaining weight or losing weight or maintaining? These, this is my maintenance calories. Now, the other thing that is also really easy, I like to use the Precision Nutrition Online Calculator. So just Google it, Precision Nutrition Online Macro Calculator. It's free. Enter in your stats. And for your goal, it'll ask you your goal, put improved health. And you will be shocked. I mean, do it right now. Whatever you're doing, pull over. Stop your walk, Google precision nutrition, online calculator, put in your weight, stats, activity level, improved health, and you will see, and you will be floored. It's, excuse me, it is more than you think. So that's how you can find your maintenance level calories. Um, I'm going to save all of the benefits for ma of maintenance for the next episode. So I want to keep these like, I understand the length of the podcast is important. So stay tuned for that. Today we covered why 1500 is better than 1200, but it's still not enough. And why, even if those are your targets, you're probably not hitting them. Um, why you can't stay there forever and how you calculate your maintenance macros. I mean, as you can see, I was able to sum it up pretty quickly. It is not rocket science. None of this stuff is. That is why the habits matter more than the numbers all day long. I'm gonna I'm gonna close with this. Remember, the only difference between fat loss and maintenance is how many calories you are eating. And it's gonna be about 500, 500 more calories coming from your carbs and your fats. That is not a lot of food. And this is another reason why people get kicked out of maintenance into a surplus because they think it's more than it is. So when you take the rules away, we just don't know how to act. So this morning on Instagram, I was talking about it. There, there are still guardrails in there. And I'll talk about that in the next maintenance um, podcast. The guardrails are still there. It's just wider. 
you've got more wiggle room. So what you do with that wiggle room matters a lot. And that's what we're going to cover in my maintenance mentorship. That's what we cover every single month in my monthly community. And um, that's what I'll cover in the next episode. Thanks for being here. Happy maintenancing. <laughs>